Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. What we need to do is we need to make sure that as a church, as a local church, that we go back to the pattern. What is the pattern? The pattern is the early church. We can look in there and we can see what the early church was like. And those elements that we're going to just real briefly look at tonight, you'll see that that's what needs to be in our local church. And also, when uh, we pull aside to do uh, this time of prayer and fasting, there, there needs to be a thought about our own life and about our own walk with the Lord and, and who we are and what we do and that we pull away and we seek God and get char- charge our batteries back up again. You know what I'm saying? We live in the world and the world will pull away from you. You know, when you minister to people or when you go through challenges or when you go through difficulties, there's a siphoning off, if you will, that takes place of spiritual energy. And so this time will serve to help us get recharged and refired again and refocus and get our priorities where they need to be. And so fasting, you know, who enjoys fasting? I I sure don't. But I love what fasting does for you. As I think about fasting, I think about how how it just, it opens you up. It's, It's like your heart, you know, is the size of a heart, like a fist, you know? But then when you fast, there's a stretching of that heart that gives you more capacity, if you will, to receive from the Lord, to be empowered from the Lord, to be strengthened from the Lord. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just feel weak. Well, I don't go around talking about that weakness. I just say, when I feel weak, I'm strong in Him. I just gave that word to somebody recently. You know, when you feel weak, you be strong in Him. And I can say that because that's what I do. When, when I don't feel weak and when, or when I do feel weak and, and I don't feel like I have the strength I need or the ability that I need, you know, pulling away with the Lord in times of prayer and fasting will serve to give a strength to you to, again, enlarge that capacity in your life for more of the Lord. Amen? All right, let's look here at Acts 2, 42. It says, uh, talking about you know, the early church, and they continued steadfastly. Well, really up above it, you see 3,000 souls just came into the kingdom and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The Gentiles, you know how the Gentiles were coming in and they were, all of this in Acts is happening. They came in, they were getting filled with the Holy Spirit and the, you know, the Jewish brethren, they were really upset and they didn't understand, but God was doing a work and He was going to get the gospel to me and you. We're Gentiles being grafted in. Amen. 
So here 3,000 people came to the Lord. And this tells you the kind of atmosphere and climate in that early church. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, fellowship, in breaking of bread, and in prayers. Now, that's one little verse, but how power-packed is that little verse? Now, it says they continued steadfastly. The word continued means to persevere. And you remember when they were in the upper room and it says they continued in prayer? That, that meant that they persevered in spite of persecution. The church today in America and the world is going through persecution. It's not popular to be a Christian. And our government has done everything in the world, and I'm not going to get off on that, but they have. They've done everything in the world to push down Christianity and to make it unpopular and to make you want to shut your mouth. And that's all the more that we need to go back to the pattern. Amen? They continued in spite of persecution and things that were going on. And steadfastly, that means that they were adhering to the doctrine of the apostles. What is that? That's the Word of God. That's what we read and, and that's what they had. And they were persevering steadfastly in doctrine. Now what is happening in the church world, so-called church world today? We're drifting away from the doctrine of the apostles. That's exactly what's happening. But I'm going to tell you the church and the local churches that will stay anchored in the apostles' doctrines are the church that's going to usher in the coming of the Lord and see a great harvest. Not just taking someone through some little recitation, but taking them through the cross and the blood of Jesus. And we're not backing up from that. See, we got to follow the pattern in these last days. And praying and fasting helps us refocus as a church, okay? And then in, in fellowship. Now, it's really interesting. Fellowship is just what it says, fellowship. Getting together with people. It's having communion. It's companionship, if you will. And see, I, I see it in this church. I, I don't need anybody else. I'll just slip in on Sunday morning and slip out. Well, see, you have to go back to the pattern. Now, I'm not condemning you because this is the Bible. It's not me. I'm just telling you, we all need the fellowship in the gospel and with the people of God. Now, see, I talked about it a little last week. Redemption Church is a local church. It's part of what the apostles birthed there, that God birthed through them, the early church. That's what we are. We're a part of that. And so fellowship is important. And we got to go back to that pattern. Why do you think that we talk about group? Oh, I'm not going to. You know, we have life groups. Well, I don't, I don't do that. Well, you know what? I think we better get our eyes open to more than what we do do and what we don't do. But we better get it open to the opportunities that are being extended in God's local church and what He wants for His believers. I know everybody can't do everything. I do understand that. But there is fellowship 
When you go back to the pattern of the early church, what gave them the strength and the ability and the anointing of God was continuing in this doctrine and having fellowship one with another. You can't have fellowship if you slip in and slip out. That's not fellowship. You got to know people. Do you, when you, 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 you can't get to know people like that. Very rarely, I mean, this has happened a few times to me, that God has given me, you know, almost like an instant rapport with, it's usually people in ministry. And it's not anything I try to do, but it happens. But you know, that doesn't happen a lot. You have to work on relationships. You have to put your, well, that church is not friendly. Well, this is what we have to think. It's not friendly. Why? Because you're hesitant? Because you're uncomfortable? Sure. We all come in in that situation in, in a place we don't know, but you have to give it time. You have to put yourself in a setting of fellowship. And then the next thing in this following the pattern is breaking a bread. Can you believe that? They talk about fellowship and breaking a bread and that's supposed to be spiritual? Yes, that builds the bond of the, with, within the group of people that we are working with to fulfill God's purpose for our local church. Breaking a bread. What is that? That's having a meal together. I know, you know, I have people to my home and I'll fix a meal. That Now, I don't get to do that as much as I would like because I don't have time to, to cook. But we're eating with someone all the time. Oh, in a restaurant maybe. But when I can, I have them in my home. And something I've noticed over the years, Portia, and you know, we've been around a long time here, haven't we? Yeah. But you know, the thing that I have noticed is more and more people do not open their homes. But these people went from house to house, fellowshipping and breaking bread. And so that's a challenge for us, isn't it? But we need to do, oh, I don't do that. You know, my house is not nice enough. Well, I understand maybe it's not what you want, but you know, you know what I'm going to tell you now, don't you? How many of you know what I'm going to tell you? Clean that mess up and then invite somebody over. I can remember when Eddie and I started this church and on we had midweek service on Thursday night. And so we had that Thursday night service in our home. And I can remember every Thursday night getting my home ready for the church service. And of course, we didn't do that long. And, you know, you get very many people. Probably at that time we had 25 people coming and, and it was fine. Uh, you know, and I would make sure, but I always wanted my home to be warm and inviting, and I wanted people to know, you are welcome at my home. You know, you are welcome at my home. And so here we're following the pattern, and here he tells you that you are to continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, continue steadfastly in fellowship. Well, they hurt my feelings. Well, then go on to someone else that you can have a relationship with it, you know, but don't be touchy. And then, and in breaking of bread, having the meals together, that does include communion, having the Lord's Supper. It does include that, but it also includes meals, having a meal together. There's just something about that.
And then also in prayers, continue in prayers. Now, if you look at this early church, they prayed every day. And we need to pray every day too. But they would pray and get together. We talked last week about United Praying and how the early church got together. And, and they, the people came to their own company, the Bible calls them, and they got with those people that they worshiped with, that they served the Lord with, and they prayed with them. Well, so prayers can be that, and it also can be your individual prayer life. You need to have an individual prayer life. See, some people are short-sighted. They have an individual prayer life, but they don't pray with other people that they serve the Lord with. You are missing something when you do that. But on the, on the other side of that, some people might come to a prayer meeting and that's about all the prayer there is. So if that's the case, I'm not here to condemn you over that. I'm just saying, change it tonight. Change it tonight. And each day pray and call on God and seek His guidance in your life. You know what I like to do when I start my day? And, you know, sometimes I have more time in the morning uh, to where I can pray than others, but if I don't have much time, I always ask God to guide my day, lead me, lead my path, the people that I'm going to come in contact with, and help me in what I say and what I do with those people. The, those that are the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. You hear His voice, and another you do see I'm I'm tuning I'm tuning up in the morning tuning up getting think, get the frequency right you know get that gripping and complain I tell you what do you know how easy it is to gripe and complain <laughs> I've been reading I've got this um uh, uh, it's it's kind of like a devotional Norman Vincent Peale, Eddie's mentioned something, you know, recently in a message. But anyway, I want to tell you something. You get that, that little book and you read that each day, what just one little thought that he gives you, you that negativism it will be neutralized in your life. You won't, you won't be negative, but you'll, it's like you'll catch it every time when you start that whining and being negative. You all don't do that, though, do you? That's probably just me. I know you don't do that. Yeah, we can all laugh because we all do it, don't we? But we don't want to stay there, amen? So anyway, we, we as a church need to make sure and sharpen ourselves to stay with this pattern. The message never changes. Now, methods do. You know, things in society and with a group, you know, you, you know methods may change, but this message will never change. No matter where you are, you know, where, wherever you are, it's to remain and stay the same. And if we're going to be a strong people in God, those are things that we need to remember. Listen uh, to this. Give me 100 men who fear nothing but God, who hate nothing but sin, and who know nothing but Jesus and in Him crucified. And I will shake the world. A great man of God said that, and I believe it. It doesn't take 10,000 people. He said, give me 100. 
see, I, I understand that because sometimes, you know, you know what God's called you to do. You understand that. You know, you have a plan. You're focusing toward that. But where are the people? Where are the people? And see, you have to ask yourself, are, are you the people? Are you part of that? And if you are, we're refocusing and refiring tonight. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.